Ciao, my name is Umberto Mucci and this is We The Italian News, a weekly podcast about Italy. Today is Thursday, February 16, 2023. The European Commission has said that Italian GDP will rise at 0.8% this year and 1% next. The autumn forecasts uh, has seen uh, 0.3% growth this year and 1.1% next. Also in the new forecasts, uh, inflation is seen at 6.1% in 2023, lowering down to 2.6% t- in 2024. Also, there is a quite impressive news regarding the economy of the whole continent, Europe, in comparison to that of the United States. Available data show that Europe grew by 3.5% in 2022, while US gross domestic product rose by 2.1%. The last time the Eurozone economy grew at a faster rate than China and the United States was in 1974. The fact that uh, this is happening uh, at a time when Europe is dealing with a war at our borders and an energy crisis represents something of a miracle. Scholars attribute this outcome to financial rather than political reasons and argue that US investors are returning to look at Europe with interest, especially as many emerging countries remain closed, particularly Russia and China. Europe remains uh, an attractive market. It is the largest institutional and wholesale market outside the United States. And part of this performance is also thanks to Italy. Something, however, that is not working well at all in Italy right now is public health care. In Italy, the certainty of having a medical exam or visit in a timely manner is only available to those who can afford a pay. Before the pandemic, 19.6 million Italians were denied at least one essential levels of of care service in a year and having seen the length of the waiting list, proceeded to make it out of their own pockets. For every 100 booking attempts, 28 ended up in the private sector. After Covid's two peak years, 2020 and 2021, to describe the situation we can imagine a long line at the platform waiting to board a train to which today's passengers are added. If more carriages are not added to the train, there will be more and more passengers who will have to postpone the trip, which in many cases can save their lives or alternatively pay for private transportation. This is why quickly recovering the healthcare services lost during COVID due to the paralysis of scheduled activity is an absolute priority for Italy for two reasons. The majority of the population cannot afford fee-for-service healthcare and the delaying a treatment or diagnosis goes to aggravate both the patient and the state budget. Compared to 2019, in 2020 and 2021, at least one in five outpatient services were delayed. So now the goal for all regions is to return at least to 2019 levels, even if in the meantime we had 186,000 deaths caused by COVID. The reality of facts and numbers, however, is merciless. In 2022, the demand for examinations and tests has not only returned to 2019 levels, but is even growing exponentially. However, as a percentage, all types of healthcare services provided in 2022 have lower numbers than in 2019. The difficulty of catching up with citizens' demand for health affects all regions, albeit with differences between them. If we look at the date compared to 2019 activity volumes, for instance, Piedmont in 2022 is still at minus 17%, Friuli Venezia Giulia minus 25%, Veneto minus 13%, Lombardy minus 11%, Emilia Romagna minus 12%, Liguria minus 16%, Lazio minus 10%, Marche and Sicily minus 19% and Calabria minus 22%. 
only Tuscany recovered a plus 1%. Again, there are two reasons for the problem. The first concerns public facilities, already in great difficulty before the pandemic because of chronic shortages of physicians and doctors. They have to deal with organizational difficulties. Being able to extend the hours of visits and examinations presupposes on the part of the top management of the public health care companies a planning ability, which they often do not have because their appointment by politics does not consider it a prerequisite. The second reason concerns accredited private facilities. It is less convenient for them to offer services with the National Health Service than to offer services on a fee-for-service basis. In fact, the amount Italians are spending out of their own pockets to treat themselves is growing steadily. According to the latest available data, it has risen from 34.85 billion euros in 2019 to 37 billion in 2021, a 6% increase. In essence, those who can pay, others wait. <coughs> Let's talk about Italians. Uh, Young Italians, after the digital overdose characterized in the pandemic period, the Italian adolescents have begun to rethink their relationship with the new technologies, starting with the time spent online and the purposes of use, which are increasingly constructive and less pay playful. Research points out that compared to surveys carried out in previous years at the same time of year in February, we are in, we are in fact seeing a further decrease in those who are saying they are connected more than five hours a day. Today they are 14, uh, 47% compared to 54% detected in 2022 and even 77% in 2021. We are not yet at the levels of February 2020 when the hyperconnected stopped at the threshold of 30% of the sample, but the era of web overdose that characterized the past two years appears to be behind us. What's more, how to avoid spending too much time online is precisely one of the three main topics, along with defending one's privacy and learning to recognize fake news, that Italian students would like to see explored in greater depth at school did during digital education moments. Still, on the subject of young people, another study tells of the differences between Northern and Southern Italy when it comes to the schooling. Comparing two children, one from the center north of Italy and the other from the south, the former would be guaranteed 1,226 hours of education, while the latter will attend elementary school for an annual average of 200 hours less than his peer from the center north, due to deficiencies on infrastructure and, and uh, on uh, less availability of full-time teachers. <coughs> Moreover, in the south of Italy, about 650,000 state elementary school students, 79% of the total, do not benefit from any canteen or cafeteria service. This percentage rises to 87% in Campania and 88% in Sicily, compared with 46% recorded in the north center. In addition, about two-thirds of elementary school students in the south do not have the opportunity to use a gym at school. Of these, <coughs> 550,000, of these 550,000, 170,000 are in Campania, according, accounting for 73% of the total. Then emerges a progressive disinvestment in education, more pronounced in the South, where between 2008 and 2020, total spending fell by 19.5%, 8% more than in the Central and North, and investment dropped by one-third, 33%, compared with 23% recorded in the rest of the country. 
Public disinvestment in education, added to a negative democratic trend, is causing the reduction of students with the two factors threatening to self-fuel in a vicious cycle. Let's try to end this episode with a couple of good news, because what we addressed up to now regarding Italian health and education is not good at all. The year 2023 promises to be a record year for Italian tourism thanks mainly to international clientele. According to a recent survey, Italy is expected to see an increase of about 8% in arrivals from abroad compared to the figure for the past five years. This year's customer mix will see Spaniards in first place with a 14.6% share, followed by the Americans with 12.7%. Among those who have already spent vacations in Italy, the main memory for 43% of cases is the Italian lifestyle among food specialties, clothing, travel experiences. This is followed by natural beauty on the rise and cultural heritage. Arrivals will be, will be concentrated mainly in the summer months, chosen by nearly 48% of the sample, while spring and fall get just over 46% of arrivals. Two types of vacations are preferred, by the sea, 36.9%, and among art cities, 31.7%. Americans are the top spenders. Almost 16% of guests from the United States spend over 5,000 euros and another 18% between 2 and 5,000 euros. <coughs> Finally, give it up for Italian cheese. The web portal Taste Atlas, a digital gastronomic encyclopedia, has published its ranking of the world's most popular cheeses. The ranking is based on votes cast by portal users who have tasted these products. And uh, guess what? Out of 100 cheeses, Italy not only won the first place, but also eight positions among the top 10 and in the top 20, 12 came from our country. Parmigiano Reggiano and Spicy Gorgonzola occupy the first two positions, followed by Burrata and Grana Padano. Then in the ranking we find Stracchino di Crescenza, Mozzarella di Bufala Campana, as many as three pecorino cheeses, namely Sardo, Toscano e Romano, and then Taleggio, Provola, Stracciatella, Fiore Sardo, Mozzarella and Sweet Gorgonzola, Caccio Cavallo Silano and Provolone del Monaco. And now, I don't know about you, but I'm angry. It's all for now, my friends, it's all for today. Please stay safe, please take care, please eat Italian cheese and try to book a vacation in Italy. My name is Umberto Mucci, this was With Italian News. I'll see you next Thursday. Ciao from Rome.